It's with a certain excitement we come to Pasha Sachodesh. We know the prominence of Pasha Sachodesh from the very first Rashi in the Torah. Rashi says, Really, the Torah should have begun really the Torah should have begun with this Pasha because it's the first mitzvah which is given collectively to Kal Yisrael. And now, that's true. It's the first mitzvah given collectively to Klai Yisrael. But we want to understand. If Hashem had to choose which was the mitzvah, so to speak, to begin Klai Yisrael's career of mitzvah observance, why was the mitzvah of Achodesh Lachem chosen? In fact, if we look at the mitzvah, we'll see that there are two distinct parts to the same pasuk. The one is the concept that there's a second beginning of the year. We know about Rosh Hashanah as being the beginning of the year. And this Pasuk tells us, There's a new beginning. And this is a beginning for you. It's a beginning for you for all the months of the year. The second point of this Pasuk is the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh. The mitzvah HaChodesh HaZelachem. And that is, that it's up to us, Kla Yisrael, it's up to our representatives, the based in, to declare when the new month is going to be. To declare when the new month is going to be. And based on when Kla Yisrael decide Rosh Chodesh is going to be, so that's when Rosh Chodesh will fall, and as a result, all the Yomim Tovim will come out according to that Cheshbon. We know that the lunar month is 29 and a half days, and therefore there can't be an exact amount of days for each month, and therefore there will be some months which have 30 days, some months which have 29. And it's based on its job, so to speak, to determine when Rosh Chodesh is going to be. Now, there's a fallacy. The people think that the way that to do that was to basically to sit back passively and wait. And when witnesses would arrive and say that they'd seen the new moon, then Basin would interrogate them and if their testimony was satisfactory, Basin would declare Rosh Chodesh. That's partially, it's only partly true. Really, Basin knew when Rosh Chodesh was meant to be. Based understood the astronomy and they could calculate exactly when Rosh Chodesh was going to be. Not, even, not only when Rosh Chodesh was going to be, but exactly when it would be possible to see the new moon and therefore it would be possible for Adim to testify that the new moon was visible. Basically, could work out the Cheshpainus. They didn't need the witnesses for that. Not only that, Basin didn't just wait passively for witnesses to come. They had a certain calculation when they wanted Rosh Chodesh to fall. And when they didn't want Rosh Chodesh to fall. There are rules in the calendar. For example, we don't want Yom Kippur to come either before Shabbos or directly after Shabbos. And therefore, we have to make sure that Rosh Chodesh won't fall out on such a day that as a result of that Yom Kippur will fall on a Friday or on a Sunday. 
Now, if Basin just had to wait and whenever the Adim came, that's what they would have to accept, there would be no way for us to, so to speak, manipulate the way we want the dates to fall. But Basin could calculate when Rosh Chodesh was going to be, and Basin could decide when they wanted Rosh Chodesh to be. And then this brings us to the last point. Even if there are no witnesses, Basin can still declare to be Rosh Chodesh. Based on the calculations, based on the understanding of astronomy. And the proof of that is, we still have Rosh Chodesh today. And we have a steady calendar which has been working for the last approximately 2,000 years. Since the time of the Sanhedrin, of Hillel II, Hillel Nasir, that was the final Sanhedrin, and since then, based on never accepted witnesses, in order to declare Rosh Chodesh. Rather, that Sanhedrin made a calendar based on the understanding of, like I said, how the astronomy works, based on how they wanted the dates to fall, and they were Makadash the months based on their understanding without witnesses. If tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the night Rosh Chodesh was already decided nearly 2,000 years ago before anyone saw the moon. And it's a valid Rosh Chodesh. As a result, the Pesach will fall on the 15th of Nisan and that will be Pesach. And if that's the case, that the instruction to Makadish the months and set up a calendar is incumbent on the Basin and it's possible for Basin to do that based on their own calculation then the question we need to ask ourselves is why was it so important to have Adim who say that they saw the moon? Not only that. In this week's Pasha, Pasha's Vyakal Pukuda, really is the entire Pasha is talking about the Mishkan. The instruction to build the Mishkan, the execution of that instruction, the assembly of the Mishkan. The whole Pasha is the Mishkan, with one exception. The first three Psukim. The first three psukim of the Pasha tell us, remember to keep Shabbos. As important as the Mishkan is, it's a national project, it's building a house for Hashem, but still, it doesn't touch Shabbos. And therefore, we reminded, before we start the activities involved in building the Mishkan, the Mishkan does not have a right Shabbos. Now, what does have a right Shabbos? Very little. Besides Upikoyach Nefesh, a case of saving a life, which other mitzvahs have a right Shabbos? We find Brismila, maybe Karvin Pesach or Karvin Tamid. Very few mitzvahs have a right Shabbos. And yet, when it comes to Kiddush HaChodesh, the witnesses who saw the moon were allowed to Mechal Shabbos to travel to Yerushalayim to testify. Not only them, if they needed food, they could bring with food. If they needed a guard, they could bring with guards. If they needed a driver, they could take a driver. This was widespread Chal Shabbos to come and tell Basin that they saw the moon. And it wasn't always a necessary Chal Shabbos. You know, the moon's in the sky. If it's visible, it's unlikely that just one person would see it. 
It could be there were many, many people racing to Bastin to announce that they'd seen the moon. Which means there would be many, many people being Mechal Shabbos to do that. The mission tells a story of one time Rabbi Akiva was in Lud. And just where he was, he saw more than 40 pairs of Adim on Shabbos traveling to where the basin was in Yavne to Makarish Simon. And we need to ask ourselves the question. We understood that in the absence of Adim, basin on Makarish Simon, why was the importance of having Adim such that it warranted Chil Shabbos to such a level? So let's understand a very important principle. Let's begin with the Pasuk. And this principle won't just apply to Kedesh HaKodesh, but really it encompasses so much more of our whole understanding of how mitzvahs work. The Pasuk says like this, Hashem it's considered a kindness on your part that you repay a person like what he did. That Hashem rewards a person for what he does is considered a kindness, a chesed. And the question is, why is it a chesed? If Hashem promises reward, and a person acts in a way which is deserving of reward, so then the din would, would demand he gets rewarded. The MS, the justice. Why is the fact that Hashem pays back a person a chesed? And the answer is, if you look carefully at the Pasuk, the Pasuk does not say, Ulecho Hashem a chesed. That Hashem is considered a chesed because you pay back a person for what he did or about what he did. What the Pasuk says is Hashem it's a chesed that you pay back people like what they did. Not what they did like what they did. Why? Because it's a Yisod God. And it's a principle. That anything which takes place, anything which is allowed to happen, is only because Hashem wants it to happen. And if Hashem wants something to happen, then it will. And if Hashem does not want something to happen, then it will not. As much as a person has Bechira, but a person does not have Bechira to do something Hashem doesn't want to happen. And if that's the case, when it comes to mitzvahs as well, the same principle should apply. A person builds a yeshiva, a chesed institution, a base medrash. He runs a very successful mitzvah project. So yes, it's his effort, it was his intention, it was his hard work. But was it really his success? There have been many people who put in a lot of effort and hard work and not been met with success. At the end of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides what he wants to work and what he doesn't want to work. 
And if that's the case, granted, you can reward a person for his intentions. You can reward him for his effort. But the Maisa, the activity, and how successful it was, that's Biyad Hashem. As an example, when Rabbi Shapiro Zichonid of Racha began the Dafyomi, I don't imagine in his wildest dreams he thought how successful the Dafyomi would become. It was obviously something that Kodesh Baruch wanted to take Klai Yisrael by storm. But to Hashem Achesed, but Hashem is for you it's like a chesed that you pay back a person as if it was his action as if it was his success you don't just reward the intention you reward the action as if it was done by the person himself if you want an example of this from Apasha it says in the first of Nisan the Mishkan established itself Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who put it together, who assembled it. Say Chazal. The Mishkan was too difficult for Moshe to assemble. It was too heavy. The boards were too big. But Hashem told Moshe, Moshe, work on putting it up and the Mishkan, who come a Mishkan? The Mishkan will assemble itself. Miraculously. But who gets the reward for assembling the Mishkan? Moshe does. Not because he could have done it on his own. Not because it didn't require the intervention of a miracle. But every myth is like that. For it to be successful, for it to work, requires that Dishmaya. But nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rewards the person. As if it was his activity. That's the side of mitzvahs. Asayk be mitzvahs. Busy yourself with mitzvahs. Because that way you get rewarded for the results. Even if the results aren't completely because of you. And that's the side of Kiddush HaKadosh. Yes. We want Adim. We want witnesses who are going to come and tell us they saw the moon. And based on the evidence of the witnesses, we're going to declare Rosh Chodesh. And the witness could feel the credit that because of me, they decided it's Rosh Chodesh. But really, Basin wanted to make it Rosh Chodesh anyway. The midst of the witness to come and give evidence wasn't to create a new reality. Or something Basin already knew was visible. Or something Basin already intended to do. But by aiding by what you did, it's clearly you made the Chodesh happen. And that was important. The mission tells us when there were many Adim, there were many Adim. So then they were, all, they were all asked questions, not just the first pair who arrived. Even though we already have sufficient evidence to declare it as Chodesh, or do you want to encourage the Adim to come? And therefore, every aid, we're going to ask him questions as if he, because of him he decided to switch Chodesh. That's the principle 
of the first part of the Pasuk. Kazera Eva Kaddish. You need Adam who can see the moon to make it Rosh Chodesh. Not that it's making something new. But they credited with the making Rosh Chodesh because they did the action, so to speak, of giving evidence that it's meant to be Rosh Chodesh. And that brings us to the second part of the Pasuk. Why was it necessary for the year to have a new beginning? What was the significance of that? And why was it a, a, a beginning for you? Rishon hu lochem. So let's look at the halacha. A principle in halacha. The halacha is that if somebody owns a business and he wants to take on a partner, how do you take on a partner in an existing business? How do you give him half in something which already is kind? Where is this practical, the halacha? A Jewish person owns a factory. As a Jew, he has to keep his factory closed on Shabbos. But if there would be a Goyish owner to the factory, so it goes allowed to work on Shabbos. And if there'd be a partnership between the Jew and the Goy, then as long as the terms of the partnership are that the Jew owns it for part of his one part of the week, and the non-Jew owns it for a different part of the week, including Shabbos, the factory would be allowed to operate, and the proceeds of Shabbos would go to the non-Jew. But, if it's a Jewish-owned factory, and he now wants to take a non-Jewish partner, how do you do that? The Lord says it's not enough to take on a partner on an existing factory. You have to start from the beginning again. From the beginning. You have to make an ownership from the beginning that these are the terms of the agreement. These are the terms of the partnership. It can't just be added onto an existing ownership. And that's the aside of the second part of this passage. Rishonu lechem lechod she'ashana. Until now, there was no one to Makadish the moon. Until now, there was no one to set the calendar. HaKadosh Baruch did it himself. Until now, there was no one to do mitzvahs. What Hashem wanted to happen in the world, He made happen on His own. Now that Klai Yisrael has been privileged, been chosen to do mitzvahs, It means Klai Yisrael has a part to play in what happens in the world. Again, not to change Hashem's plan. But to bring it into action. That, but it's Kama'aseo. What we do is, is if we did the message Hashem wants us to do. We had the effect. We caused the result. And this makes a partnership. A partnership between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if that's the case, it's not enough to superimpose a partnership on the previous world order. If now the world is being run jointly, so to speak, by us, Klal Yisrael and Hashem, then it needs a new beginning. And therefore, together with the mitzvah of Kiddush HaKadosh, the principle of how we act and it works together with Hashem's plan, comes the second part of the mitzvah. There's a new beginning to the year. 
Rishonu lachem lechod sheyashana. There's a new beginning to how the world's going to run. It's going to run not by Hakadosh Baruch Hu on his own. It's going to run by Hakadosh Baruch Hu together with the Jewish people. Hakadosh Baruch Hu together with the Jewish people in the sense that we lack the Edim who come to do the action, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the best in who decides what's going to be, who's already decided what's going to be. But the two work together. And that brings us to the last point. Shabbos Kodesh. The Gemara says that whoever keeps Shabbos is nice as Shotov Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu Whoever keeps Shabbos is a partner with Hashem in the creation. Why? We understood. Because by keeping Shabbos a person is giving testimony to the fact that Hashem made the world. And therefore it's a partnership in the sense that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world to be understood, to be learned from, to be seen, and the person is the one understanding and seeing and learning from it. That's a partnership. But when it comes to Kiddush HaKadosh, an exception is made. And when the last Mechal Shabbos for Kiddush HaKadosh to teach us that this is also a partnership in the world. Our mitzvahs now, how the, how the world runs, is also a partnership. When Klaish Shalom Akai Mitzvah, we also have a shot of Shalaka Dishparuch of the Maitre Shemayim Varetz. The Gemara says this about a Bastin. That the Bastin, who's sitting and deciding what's meant to be, Vayamu the Omar Moshe Mila Boiker Vala Erev. Moshe didn't sit in judgment the whole day, says the Gemara. But rather he was a shot of Hashem who, Vayerev Vayi Boiker Yom Echot, who created the world with morning and night. That's also a shutfus. That's also a partnership. And that's now the act of partnership which runs the world. The actions of Klai Yisrael and the intention of Hashem. And that needs a new beginning. That's Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And therefore when the two come together, Pashas HaChodesh, learning the lesson of what became new, what changed when Klai Yisrael collectively got mitzvahs. Rosh Chodesh Nisan, what becomes the Maisa, when that went into effect, so to speak, and we began to work together with Hashem on that level, so we have this new understanding of a new beginning, a beginning of Asayk, we need to do what we can do in order for Hashem to do what He wants to do anyway. In Hebrew, as if we then did it.